You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Where the Giants are 5-1 and one and the Jets are 4-2. and two. And there's no reason that at least one, if not both of these teams, can't win tomorrow. 1 o'clock, Giants-Jaguars. Now, Giants are getting three. So really what they're telling you on, an, on a neutral field, this is a pick'em game. Which I, I don't I don't think is a I think is a wild assessment, really. Like I've heard so many people, this is so disrespectful. Is it I mean the Giants, and again, they're five and one. You don't take it away from them at all. But you know, you, you you've gotten really good fortune and you've narrowly won these games. And and let me be honest, here's the thing. Would you be at all stunned if Jacksonville beat the Giants? You know, you know, I, I heard this the other day, I couldn't believe it. The Giants have never won a game in Jacksonville. Ever, ever. Now, it's not like they're 0-16. I think they're like 0-3 or 0-4. But the Giants have never won a game in Jacksonville. Is tomorrow the first time? Here's the thing. you got to shut down their running game. But but the Giants, their offense, it's not, it's not dynamic. Like, it's, it's serviceable at best. And you know what it is. And you know what they're going to try to do. You know what everybody's going to try to do. Everyone is going to try to slow down Saquon Barkley. Now, at least it looks like Darius Slayton is playing decent football. And you've got Wandale Robinson back. And Daniel Bellinger is a nice-looking tight end. And Jones looks healthier than he looked. And Barkley is, you know, the the real dynamic piece on this offense. But all that being said, I mean, I I don't think – and here's the problem. The Giants – there's no margin for error. The Giants can't turn the ball over. It's hard for them – it's hard to think that if the Giants' defense doesn't play well – not that they won't tomorrow, but if the defense doesn't play well or they turn the ball over or they have a big misstep on special teams, that this Giants team is going to realistically be capable of outdoing mistakes. So they have to be mistake-free. I think we all agree at this point they're very well coached. I think their defense doesn't miss a lot of tackles. Now, Landon Collins, per our Jordan Renan, uh, is going to be activated from the practice squad to the regular squad, and I think there's a pretty good chance that Landon Collins, that's just a, it's another toy is what it is for Wink Martindale to play with. Uh, Ojolari not going to play. Thibodeau, I thought, by far played his best game last week. He, of course, in the lineup, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. Giants front four is good. Uh, Zimenez is going to be out as well tomorrow. So Giants front four is good. Secondary is better than we thought. They're a good tackling team. And, you know, are they a good team? I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not there yet. But are they a team that makes you desperately want to watch Tomorrow, that they are. And that's more than anybody could have asked for. And I've heard a lot of, you got to re-sign Daniel Jones. Uh, wh- why? Can I, can I wait and see what this season turns itself into? Maybe, maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Why do I have to do that now? Like, you think that there are going to be teams clamoring, offering Daniel Jones huge, enormous amounts of money this offseason? I doubt it. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see that he stays healthy for the season. Let's wait and see what he produces the entirety of the season. So I'm not saying don't bring him back. But on that same vein, I'm, I'm, I'm not at the point where it's like, okay, I, heard, I forget who it was. It might have been Kellerman the other day. Three years, $75 million, Let's get this done. Why? Why? You get a better deal now. All right, so you know what? Let, let me watch him audition the entirety of the season. And if he's really, really good, then maybe I have to spend a little more than 25 I'm, I'm willing to take that risk. They're going to have so much money this offseason. And I've seen the same thing. What, am, what are you going to do with Saquon Barkley? Here's the great thing. 
I don't need to decide that now. That's not, I don't even think it's worthy of discussion at this point. Why, do, why in week seven of this season do I have to worry about Saquon Barkley and whether I'm going to sign him or not? The only thought you'd have, and I think that has flown the coop because you, you can't do it now, is are you going to trade him at the deadline? Seeing what Carolina just got for Christian McCaffrey, right? But here's the thing on top of that as well. McCaffrey signed. Barkley would be a rented player. Well, I guess you could then start to franchise, but you understand the point. So, you know, all these decisions, I'm not in a rush. I'm in a position of power with these two guys if I'm the Giants. I'm not in a rush. I'll wait. And when the time is right, I'll decide what it is exactly that I want to do. 1-800-919-3776. So Giants on the table. Very excited. 1 o'clock tomorrow in Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, I, I don't think they're bad. But I think if you play a, a good game, if you're the Giants, you win that game. And then the Jets. Now, from what I've read and spoken to a couple people out in Denver, uh, this idea that Russell Wilson might not play is not smoke and mirrors, people. There is a legitimate chance that Russell Wilson does not play in this game tomorrow. He's been awful regardless. Their offensive line is a mess. Their running game is a disaster. How about what they did to Melvin Gordon? Not that there was anything terrible, but Melvin Gordon is such a liability now. He's their starting running back. Javante Williams goes out for the year. Melvin Gordon is given the starting reins. He doesn't even play. He just stands there on the sideline, and they let Latavius Murray, who was just signed like three days earlier, get the bulk of the carries on Monday night. So it's a short week. You don't know about Russell Wilson. Their offensive line is a mess. Here's what you need, though. And I think this is the way the, Jet, the Jets can lose this game. Not that you want that, but this, you know, I got I to gotta bring up all possibilities. You can't turn the football over. And Zach Wilson has shown you that I, I still think he's in that, that kind of unknown situation. Right? You've won games. You've won three in a row. You looked terrific last week against Green Bay. And you should be absolutely ecstatic. Because your young players, it, like Garrett Wilson and... Sauce Gardner and, I mean, Vera Tucker, I mean, Brees Hall, like your young players are really producing. But I don't know about Zach Wilson yet, and I'm not here to tell you that Zach Wilson is not going to be fine, but he, he completed, what, 10 passes last week, and still his decision-making leaves a little something to be desired. So my whole thing is if you don't lose the turnover battle and you're the Jets, you should be in pretty good shape to win this game tomorrow. And then you could be staring at five and two. And then you come home for New England, who will have another short week. Like the possibilities of postseason football with the Jets and the Giants, that is not a pipe dream anymore. That is, you need to realistically start to have that conversation for both teams. And look at the NFC. I mean, sit here and look at the NFC. Are the Giants going to win the division? Absolutely not. But you can't deny they're better than Washington, right? The better that you, even if they don't beat them, they're going to wind up with a better record you would think than Detroit. They're going to wind up with a better record than Chicago. I mean, you, really, what you need to do is look at this and say, I need to have a better record than nine teams. You can have a better record than Washington. You're probably going to have a better record than Arizona. You can have a better record than Chicago, then Detroit, then New Orleans, then Carolina. That's already six teams. So now you have to have a better record than three more teams. There's no reason to think this team cannot go to the postseason. And same with the Jets. Same with the Jets. Now, no one's sitting here telling you these teams are going to win the division because they're not because that's crazy talk, and I, I don't even want to think of that at this moment. But get in, 
you have to start to think about getting in. Yov in Israel. Good morning, Yov. You're next up on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. How are you, How are you I, doing this morning? I'm doing really well, Yov. It's nice to talk to you on a Saturday. Yeah, it's, re- it's really nice to talk to you too, Dave. So I'm I'm upset with the Yankees, but uh, I, heard you, I heard what you say. Stay optimistic. And when the season is over, we will have enough time to talk, to talk trash about the Yankees. So I will talk Giants with you today. So I think the Giants got like four, the next four games, it's against Jacksonville, Seattle, uh, uh, Houston, Houston and, and Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. So that's very, very winnable game, those all four games. And I think if they win those four games, you can start talking about the Giants winning this division because they were sitting in nine and one. It's like Philadelphia and Dallas will have to win something like 13, 13, 14 games to win this division and to take this division from the Giants. I mean, it's realistically tough to, if the Giants win those game, four games that they win this division. No, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that, Yo, And I, I would, you know, I would love for you to be right. I don't, I don't agree. I, I don't think the Giants can win this division. I, I don't think they're as and good it, as Philadelphia, and I don't think they're as good as Dallas, to be honest with you. But 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 their schedule is is easier and Dallas and Philadelphia. Okay, first of all, yo, faster. first of all, let's play this game. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, you know what their record is right now? They're they're undefeated. Yeah, they are six and zero. Okay, so at 0. a minimum, if you're the Giants, you you have to you would agree you have to split with them, right? Yeah, that's right. And I okay. think I can split in MetLife. I can win that game in MetLife. I'm not sure I, about I, I that, don't. but let's just, for argument's sake, say you can. Okay. Uh, okay. Philadelphia is on a bye this week. They play Pittsburgh at home next week. You think they win that game? Pittsburgh, yeah, I think they win. Okay, Pittsburgh. you think they win in Houston? Yeah, I think can win in Houston. You think they win at home against Washington? Yeah. All right, and and I think the one that's that's a question mark is at Indianapolis. Is that fair? Yeah, I think in general, but I think Houston and maybe some Houston, Washington, some of the team can still want to have. I mean, Washington got pretty good defense. I know, I know they have. I mean, yo, 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 you know, you know, I love you, and you know, I would love nothing more than you to be accurate with this. The, the Giants, they're not winning the division. It's just, and thanks for the call. It's just, it's just not happening. And I would, I mean, we're sitting here October 22nd, clip, clip the audio, and, and you, I mean, you can rub it in my face like old mayonnaise if I'm wrong. I would love nothing more than to be wrong and say, boy, Giants went, I, I, how many wins do you have to get to win this division? At, I would think at least 13, right? You think there's any chance the Giants go 13 and 4, 14 and 3? And I know that the next four games are very, are favorable. But you think they're going to win in Jacksonville, in Seattle, home to Houston, home to Detroit, all four? They're going to sweep the next four games? I think playoffs are realistic. I think division title is pipe dream at this moment. But you know what? I wanted to rub old mayonnaise on myself. Clip data audio of me saying they cannot win this division. Let them win it and play it on the loop on every show I'm on. I would love to be wrong. 1-800-919-3776. You know why you need the number now. Joe Leo, do you know why you need the number more now than maybe ever? Is it because of a football frenzy? Oh, it's exactly because of a football frenzy. Uh, You'll get another one Monday at 7.15 with Rick and I, but you need your fix, and here it is. Anywhere you want to go in the NFL, anywhere you want to go in the NFL, one 800 
919-3776. And then after that, we'll just make it all bets are off. Yankees, Giants, Jets, even Knicks. Football frenzy, 1-800-919-3776. It's rapid fire. It moves quickly, and it's next, and it's right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. And the football frenzy on 9870 ESPN brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. I mean, here we go, people. Anywhere you want to go. The only, the only rule and regulation is that you don't, you know, yammer on and on. You get directly to your question. That's it. You can go on Twitter at Rothenberg ESPN. We go rapid fire and we begin now. Justin Morristown, lead us off. You are on the frenzy. Can Zach Wilson lead the Jets to victory on Sunday? Yes, absolutely. I don't even think you need great Zach Wilson tomorrow. I honestly believe all you need is not to turn the ball over. I the, the perfect remedy for the Jets or the perfect game plan, in my opinion, for the Jets, run the football effectively, mix in safe passes, play good defense. Denver's offense stinks. They're lousy. They really are. So just don't beat yourself. And, and I really believe you win this game if you're the Jets. Chris Bethpage, you're on the frenzy. I'm making the Giants and Jets a combined 20 wins on the season. Are you betting over, under, or push? Oof. 20? Uh, I, I'm, I'm still going to – I would go push or under. I mean, I'd be foolish to say push because that's only, only one chance of that. I'd say push or under just because I – you know why? Maybe, maybe I'm just like a like a woman scorned, like it's been so long and so lacking in success that I just can't believe it. But at this very moment, I w- I would go under. All right, let's go down to uh, to Maryland and bring in Lamar. You're on the frenzy, Lamar. Speaking the Ravens are looking now that Dobbins is hurt. What's the question? How are the Ravens looking now that Dobbins is hurt? I mean, Kenyon Drake, I think, is fine. I don't think you need a great running back. And Dobbins is not a great running back. So I I, I think it's their defense that's the issue. Uh, sounds like Bateman's going to play tomorrow. Mark Andrews was held out of a couple of practices this week, but he looks to be full go. So I think you're fine. I, I don't think Dobbins is all that important. Uh, Anthony in the mail truck. He loves the show from the mail truck. Go ahead, Anthony. Going into week seven of the NFL season, is the NFC East the best division in football? I still don't believe it is, like long term, but it's hard to argue at this moment that it's not. You have a team that's six and zero, oh, you have a team that's five and one, and you have a team that's four and two. And right now, I think it's fair to say that you do you kind of expect all three of those teams to be in the postseason. I mean, a- AFC West has the Raiders at 1-4, and four, and the Broncos stink. NFC West, I-, I don't think Arizona is anything special, and Seattle is mediocre. Yeah, I think as we sit here right now, NFC East is the best division in football. And you know who's not far off? The AFC East. I mean, I, for my money, Buffalo's the best team. 
I think New England is vastly underrated. The Jets seem like they're pretty good, and, and Miami is 3-3, three and three, but, you know, those, a lot of those losses came without their starting quarterback. So maybe you go NFC East followed by the AFC East. Carl and Rocky Point. Carl, you're on the frenzy. Hey, what are the odds that this is Aaron Rodgers' last season? I think it is. I actually saw it on, on, I don't know, it was posted on Twitter from some betting site this week, and it said, odds that Aaron Rodgers is a starting quarterback in the NFL in 2023, and it was it was long odds. Like, it, it was like minus 200. Or, or it, was, it, was, it was phrased towards odds that he's retired or done in football, and it was two to one odds. So I, I, I think this is it, and he's not playing well. Now, you want to blame the receiving core? Fine. But some of the blame has to go on him. And he just, he, does, he didn't look engaged. He didn't look engaged in, in the latter half of that Jets game. Like, once he knew the game was over, he's like, you know what, I'm, I, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Let's go to uh, Davon in the car. Davon, you're on the frenzy. Do the Jets trade Elijah Moore, or do they have him sit the bench and learn his lesson? He's going to sit the bench. They told you what they're going to do. You're going to sit your, your, the bench. You're going to learn your lesson, and when you're ready to be a big boy and act like an adult, then we're going to bring you out of the doldrums and we're going to play you. But we're, we're not just going to placate you. We're not, we're not going to play this game where and, – and, and we'll get to it starting at 1130, my take on uh, on Elijah Moore. Because, uh, honestly, it's embarrassing is what it is. Ed in Newark. Ed, you're on the frenzy. Hey, um, in, in a playoff situation where you need Jalen Hurts to make uh, – uh, uh, a decent throw or a couple of important throws? Do you trust him? I uh, yeah yeah like I'm on the on the precipice of saying yes. I mean I don't think he's at the level of the elite quarterbacks, but they put him in a, a great position. Like you know, it, it's almost like you would hope the Giants would eventually do with Daniel Jones. Is is Jalen Hurts great? No, he's a very good athlete. He's very mobile. And he's very capable. So you've surrounded him with an elite offensive line, a really good running game, and and maybe the best duo of receiver in the NFL, and a very good tight end. So could he take a team? Could he be? Could he go to the Packers and make them better than Aaron Rodgers doing now? No, absolutely not. But they've done a phenomenal job of surrounding him with the appropriate pieces. Jose in Brooklyn. Jose's on the frenzy. So the Giants. Uh, pass on extending Daniel Jones and go all in for uh, Lamar Jackson if he's available? Uh, I'm not even there yet. First of all, how, how in the world can Baltimore not lock up Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal? That, to me, makes absolutely zero sense. But can we wait and see, please? I said it, what, 20 minutes ago. I'm in no rush to sign Daniel Jones. Let me see how the season plays out. Let me see him be healthy. And you know what? If it means that I have to pay him $30 million a year instead of twenty-five, million, then, then he wins. Then good for him. I'd be thrilled. If the Giants sign him to a three-year, $90 million deal, you know what? It means he's had a good year, and they believe in him, and that would be great. They're not going to be nickel and diming after this season. They have a lot, a lot, a lot of money. one 800 919 uh, seven six will get you involved. Um, let me go to my Twitter because I have a lot. Uh, are you ready to commit? This is Alan Winnikoff. Are you ready to commit to Daniel Jones as the Giants' quarterback of the future? I'm not yet, but I'm leaning in that direction. Um, Mark P seven twenty two. Would you trade Elijah Moore for DJ Moore? And would Carolina do that? I don't think Carolina would do it. If I'm the Jet, well, yes. If I'm the Jets, I would. I absolutely 
absolutely would do it. But why, why would Carolina do it? He's like the only piece that they have. And I, and I don't think that they're going to trade him. I wonder if they trade DJ Moore, right? I mean, there's got to be teams that would, would be very interested in him. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's see if he can stay on, on track. Fran and Massapequa. Fran, you're on the frenzy. Well, the foot, New York football giants, are they a lock to make the playoffs? Oh, no, come on. A lock? Six weeks ago, we thought they were a five-win team. They are now a five-win team. But are they a lock? No. Are the Eagles a lock? Yes. Are the Cowboys a lock? I would think so. Are the Giants a lock? Not quite yet. All right, blow it dead. I got to tell you, I thought that was a pretty solid frenzy. And that frenzy was brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple-blended, triple-distilled, and triple-cask-matured Irish Whiskey. Make sure to grab a Tullamore Dew during today's action. Remember, people, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. Um, it's all on the table now. Like, we are we are now leaving it all out there on the table, i.e. Yankees. You're feeling heading in to this game tonight and tomorrow and maybe, possibly, better be, Monday. The Giants. You're feeling heading into this game against the Jaguars. The Jets. Into Denver they go. Elijah Moore, we've got to get into that. The Knicks, terrific win last night. Very easy. Jalen Brunson looks wonderful two games in. It's all on the table. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you. 30 minutes to go. Get involved on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You could be like on the verge of, of having a major surgery and hear this song and it puts you in a good mood. Like, they could be wheeling me in and saying, all right, um, Mr. Rothenberg, open-heart surgery should take no more than six hours. We expect to see you on the other side, but we make no guarantees. They play this song, and I'm just like, all right, let's go. I mean, you can rub it in my face like old mayonnaise. Let's go. Time now for some Diamond Notes brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. So where are we with our Diamond Notes today? I got to imagine Kiner Fluff is not your shortstop tonight. I would think it would be, um, I would think it would be Peraza. I thought he played really well at short the other night. The thing is, offensively, the Yankees have so many holes now. Like you try, it's very Mets-like with that lineup. Like the, the, you, you trust the top of the order, although they haven't been great. Bader has now moved up to the to the one slot. Then it's Judge, right? And, and this is going to stay the same. Then it's going to be. Uh, Stanton, Rizzo, Glaber, and then it becomes uh, just a hot mess, really. Right? You don't trust Donaldson. Although he's had a couple of decent at-bats. You don't trust Donaldson, Peraza, Cabrera, Trevino. Like, it's like, eh. Right? It's just, it's just guys. It's just warm bodies. So what the Yankees need is they need their stars to play like stars. They ca- it can't be Aaron Judge hits the ball to the warning track. And that it's windy at Yankee Stadium and it doesn't go out. It can't be that the exit velo was 106 and that's great and it doesn't go out. No, I don't care if the I honestly I don't care if the exit velo. I don't think I don't care if it if it takes like nine minutes to get out. He hits it. John Sterling is just you know you know passing out from having to speak so much and it goes out of the yard. 
hit the ball out of the yard. This is why they pay Aaron Judge. Anthony Rizzo, hit the ball. Glaber Torres, Stanton. They need their best players to act like they're the best players on this team. And, it, and they have not in the first two games of the series. Strike out 30 times is embarrassing. And that's Diamond Notes, brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every single budget at any of their six area locations. Let's get to some of the calls, and I do want to get uh, into the Jets as well because they have a big game, and they have a guy that's just acting like a petulant child at the moment. Anthony, Staten Island. Anthony, good morning. You're on 98.7. Hey, good morning, good morning. Um, yeah, I think at this point, you know, being down, you know, 0-2 or whatever, I mean, I, 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 you know, like you said, the bottom of the lineup is terrible. I mean, the bottom of the lineup struck out more than the entire Astros team, right? So, for me at this point, you know, I would put, probably put IKF at third base, take Donaldson out. And, They're not going to do it, Anthony. They, 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 I, I, I understand that's what you want. They're not doing it. They are not taking Donaldson out of this lineup. I, you know what? I agree that they probably won't make the move. They, they're stubborn to make those kind of changes. But I also can't help, help to think what could have been, right, if uh, LeMay was still in the lineup and you had uh, Benetini. You know, that's the biggest difference I've seen with the Astros and the Yankees, especially since the Astros have been on this run, you know. And I never really bought into the whole trash can banging thing. You know what? Even after, the, you know, that whole incident, they still kept winning, right? They're a talented team. They have some of the nicest swings. In baseball, uh, Bregman, Altuve, even Correa when he was around. But they don't strike out. They strike out 13, 14, 15% of the time, and we're striking out 25% of the time. And when it comes to the playoffs and you're facing good pitching, you know, we get exposed. So, And I think the Yankees were trying to answer back by getting guys like IKF and and DJ they had, but also Benetton, he's that kind of player. Fortunately, you know, everything kind of, you know, look at the pitching, right? Chad Green. Efros, uh, yeah, but, but, here, but, but Anthony, but, Anthony, the pitching in the first two games of the series has been terrific for the Yankees, no? Absolutely. I, all right, so, so, you know so I, I, you're, you're right. Efros and Green and King and Chapman and all these guys that you thought you have that you don't have, they're not losing because of their pitching. They're losing because they can't hit the baseball. Yeah, but you know what? Listen to this, right? The Astros, right? For a large part of the, the, the playoffs, Bregman and Altuve were doing nothing, but they're still winning. because Altuve guys is hitless up. in the postseason, Anthony. Yes. Hitless. And they're still winning. And they're still winning, right? So, you know, other people have to step up. It can't just be the stars. You well, know, the you're, stars right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. When you have the depth that Houston has, like Jeremy Pena is hitting the ball all over the place. And Alvarez in yeah, the first Ricky, series like was, the, it, was elite. Yeah. Was, was elite. And Gurriel with a big home run, right? And McCormick had a couple of big hits the other night, including a, a big home now, run. Me, and Maldonado, it, it, you know, had a big double, and they got hit on an 0-2 pitch. Like, they're getting production from other guys. The Yankees aren't getting production from anybody. Now, let, let me ask you this. Say the Yankees don't blow that game. Now, again, this is all wishful thinking in the right. past, but say they don't blow – say that bullpen doesn't blow that game last Saturday, and they wind up winning. They beat Cleveland earlier. And, and maybe they had a, a Cole or somebody, you know, a better start, right? It, it, it could have affected this series. So it all comes together. I mean, you know, it, it's just, look, the injuries did hurt us, but we're not doing ourselves any favor by playing the way we're playing either. So, um, you know, and uh, that's it. What can else? What I, else I think can it's, I I think it's a fair point. But I, I think, and, and again, I don't want to excoriate the Yankees until it's time to do that. If they lose this series, I think it's time to do that. You're down two nothing. You're in trouble, but it's not over. All right? You, you, you're home. You have your best pitcher. They don't. 
You have your second best pitcher. They don't. Get me to Monday, 4 o'clock, in a game that you look at and you say, you know what, there's pressure on Houston again. Because there is no pressure on Houston tonight and no pressure on Houston tomorrow. The first sign of pressure in this series for Houston will be if they lose the next two. But then uh, it's, it's back to game one matchup, which is Verlander against Tyone. And the Yankees have to win the next three games. They absolutely have to. Will Jersey City. Will, you're on 98.7, buddy. Hey, hey, Dave, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, just two things I want to mention. Um, the first thing is I'm a longtime Yankee fan speaking with um, some of my friends. And then when we look at this roster and we look at the starters that the Yankees are throwing out there, the nine players out there, um, I feel personally that we're only better at two positions than Houston. I think that Houston is, is flat out better than us. I think that we're better at right field and at first base. That's my first question. I want to know what you think about that. Um, right field, clearly. First base, yes. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I never liked this this idea of just comparing position by position by position. But there, I think overall, I think Houston is a better team than the Yankees. Like, I, I always thought it was dumb to, you know, who's better in left field? Who's better in center field? Who's better at third base? I think overall, Houston is better. And that's how I look at it. Anthony in the mail truck. Anthony, you're on 98.7. Hello, David. Hello, Anthony. How are you? How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. So, so what I, are you what I are you doing this morning? You. You're, you're delivering mail as you're calling me. Yeah, man, I do it every day. But, but, but how about this? Is is the, the are you like Newman? Is the is the appropriate mail getting into the appropriate mailbox? Of course, I'm the best, Steve. I really All am. Right. Just like you're the best at radio, I'm the best at delivering mail. All right, without telling me too much or too specific, right? What what state are you delivering mail? New Jersey. Okay. All right. And you're, you're doing a phenomenal yeah, I'm, I'm, job. I'm to believe you're doing phenomenal. a phenomenal job, right? Phenomenal. It, okay. it, it, it honestly can't be better. All right, good. I love the confidence. I, I try, Dave. Um, so I listen to uh, you guys every week on the, on the app uh, because I don't get up from 5 to 8. So I listen on the app. And uh, I didn't hear a prediction for Derek Cole for today. Um, if if we after after I hang up after I speak about you want the a Garrett Cole prediction? Get, is that what you're looking for? I, I, I would love a Garrett Cole prediction. You want to be on the air um, live when I give the Garrett Cole prediction? Would you like to react to the Garrett Cole prediction? Yeah, that would make me pretty happy, dude. All right, uh, here we go. Garrett Cole tonight. Um, make note of this, guys on the other side of the glass. Garrett Cole prediction tonight. He's going to go six and two thirds. He's going to allow. Three earned runs. He's going to strike out six and walk two and allow one home run and get a no decision in the game tonight. How's that for your prediction? Uh, I'll take it. Uh, I, I can I can definitely see the uh, the Astros maybe hitting one or two off him just because, you know, that's how Garrett Cole's been. But you know what, Dave? You know what no one's really talking about? I'm not even talking about the Astros series. We screwed ourselves when we didn't take care of business against Cleveland. And they took care of business when they took out the Mariners. That's they beat right. them in three. We had to go five. We had to waste, you know, we had to use all of our pitching. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to make excuses. You know, our, our bullpen, yeah, it's, it's very depleted. If we had a full bullpen, would the, would the first game have gone different? Maybe. 
Maybe, uh, yeah, but Anthony, don't away. don't do it. And thanks for the call. You you might no, be I'm... since since Clavin and Newman, you might be my favorite uh, mail delivery person. But let's not make excuses. I don't want to hear bullpen. It's Cleveland. Cleveland is hardly great. You shouldn't have lost that game last Saturday, which means you should have closed the, the series out in four, and your guys would have been more rested, and you could have gone in a different direction, right? You could have started Nestor game one instead of Nestor game four. Nobody wants excuses. That's the thing. They they were down, what, 7-1 in the first game against Seattle, and they came back to win. They won a game in 18 innings. That's what good teams do. Good teams close down the opposition. And the Yankees closed them down, but it took a long time. They And, and the weather didn't cooperate. So 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls. And I, I have to give you my take on Elijah Moore. And we'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I know people are lined up. I want to get to your Yankees calls. Spare me a few minutes on Elijah Moore, please. Are you kidding me? I, I no, really. Are are you kidding me, Elijah Moore? How how what nerve? First of all, you are. A guy on this team. That's what you are. I know that the the future for you is bright and everyone likes you and that the anticipation is you're going to be a really good player. You're Elijah Moore. You're not Justin Jefferson. You're not Stephon Diggs. You're not Randy Moss. You're Elijah Moore. All right. That's for starters. Second of all, your team's winning games. Your team never wins games. And you have the gall to complain that the ball is not being thrown to you? Garrett Wilson was a top 10 selection by the Jets. Had one catch for eight yards. One catch for eight yards. Your leading receiver in the game was Corey Davis. Two catches, 52 yards. That's your lead. Davis had two. Uzoma had two. Conklin, Wilson, Berrios, Carter had one. And then Brees Hall had two for a grand total of five yards. That's two, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. So you didn't get one. Your team won. You could argue it's the it's the best Jets victory they've had in years. In years. And you tell me that that's not working for you? I, I got to be honest, and I don't know if you feel like this. I will never. Now, he might turn out to be an, a terrific receiver. Maybe so. I will never look at Elijah Moore the same. How dare you? Really? You're in your second year. The team is 4-2. and two. They've won three games in a row. And you have the gall to complain that the ball is not being thrown in your direction more? I don't want to hear it. And good for the Jets. You know what? Let's set this thing straight. You work for us, and if you and I don't think it's in the Jets' game plan to not throw the ball to him. It's just how the game played out. They completed ten passes last week. Imagine Zach Wilson goes in and is like, "Listen, guys, I expect to throw a lot more than ten passes. I think I'm out." Come on, be better. So he's going to sit this week. Denzel Mims gets his chance. They've already told him we're not trading you. So figure out a way to make this right figure out a way to not be a baby, because that's what you're being right now. 
I, I mean, and Rick said it this week, and I, I guess it's fair. It's one thing if you close the door to the coach's office and say, Coach, I, I got to get the ball more. See, for me, I think the appropriate thing is close the door to Salah's office and say, Coach, what can I do to be more involved? That's what a coach wants to hear. Not if I don't get the ball, I, want, I demand to be traded. Who are you demand to be traded? You're Elijah Moore, for God's sakes. Embarrassing. Let's go out to L.A. John in L.A. Good morning, John. You're on 98.7. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Uh, it's already been two weeks. I haven't called for a stomp. Man, I've been, I mean, stressing out for these Yankees playoffs, but here, here we go. Um, but my question is, um, don't you think it's good for baseball that the Yankees make it to the World Series? Because who in the hell is going to want to watch the Astros versus the Phillies or Astros versus the Padres? Like, is that even, like, I mean, I know I'm not going to watch that. I'm uh, no, I, I, well, I'd say, yes, it, it, the Yankees are clearly the biggest draw. Like, Yankees-Phillies has to be what Major League Baseball would ideally want now. I think there's a draw to Houston. First of all, it's not a small market. Secondly, they are a team that's very polarizing. But I, I, I think you're right. I think that, that if you're Major League Baseball, what would be the perfect scenario would be the would be the Yankees and the Phillies. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, um, hopefully Yankees win today. And by the way, Cole is going to go no ramp today. We're going to win it, and we're going to win the series. Oh, Let's here we go. go. All right. There you go. I mean, down 0-2, come home for, for three, and, and you still got Yankee fans all excited. But I guess that's the way to be, right? Like, you, you can't free, absolutely freak out until you go down. If you lose tonight, then it's over, right? You lose tonight, good night. But until that, until you go down, until you lose that third game, you still have a modicum of hope. Uh, all right, let's go to Mike in Massapequa. Good morning, Mike. What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm good. I, I, I just I need to know, why can't the Yankees hit the Astros? I need to know. Uh, Houston's a better team. Yankees are not great offensively. That's the thing. It just, it just seems like they they just have no approach at the plate. They, they don't know how to react to these pitches. It's, it's very odd to me. They seem just completely lost every time they play these guys. Well, it's not like the Yankees were great against Cleveland, right? I mean, they, they got a, a couple of, thanks for the call, my couple of big moments. But it's not like they were, you know, destroying Cleveland. And Cleveland's not anywhere near as good as, as Houston. Houston, I, I mean, I've said it all year. There's three teams in my mind that are the best three teams in baseball. Well, I thought the Mets might be, but clearly they weren't. It's Houston, it's Atlanta, and it's the Dodgers. And two of those three are out, and Houston is left standing. Alessandro in Massapequa. Hello, Alessandro. Uh, I'd like to tell you, you guys are amazing. And uh, you hit the nail on the head in terms of what I see is a little Jamal Adams-like and Elijah Moore, which I was really surprised with. And, you know, because I thought he was a team first player, and he's very talented, and you hit the nail on the head. He's a second-year player, uh, you know, a second-round pick or end of the first round, and it's about me. It's not about the team. This is uh, – so I'm wondering what's going to happen with this guy. Is he, is he going to develop into a star? Cause I don't know. Everybody was raving about him. I don't know. I, 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 I don't have the answer for you. I mean, he could. I guess there's the potential of that, but you, you, you can't let him just, I mean, say and do whatever it is that he wants. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine starting in a new job, having accomplished nothing, and demanding, A, I want the ball, and B, if not trade me? All right, I want to go to this because it's the other side. So quickly, Harry in the Bronx. Harry, go quick. You're on 98.7. 
Hi, thanks for uh, taking my my call. So I just want to stick up for Elijah for a second. Go ahead. I don't like what he said. I don't like what he did. I think it's being handled the right way. But I just feel like everybody could relax a little bit. He's 22, and he's got a world of talent, and his whole life has been you're the best kid on the field. And the mentality there is a competitor. So I respect and appreciate all of that. I just think we need to give the kid – a break, a little bit of space, see if he learns his lesson. Because he's also, he was the best thing we had going. He was the reason to watch the game last year. Now there's a lot more going on. Well, yeah, and that's the point, Harry. Really get- so is that what he wants? Do, do you want to be, you want to be a, a really good player on a team that's laughable? Or do you want to be part of the reason that your team's actually winning? Or, or you know what, even so, be part, of, be part of a team that's winning, and maybe you're not a huge part of it at the moment. And you say, well, he's young, he's 22, fine. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I think it is a horrendous look. And maybe you disagree, and maybe it's just because I'm old and stubborn and this is just my mindset. I personally will never look at Elijah Moore the same way. He might be terrific. You might laugh at this one day. I will never look at this the same way. All right, I'm done. Have a great weekend. I'll be back 5 o'clock on Monday morning with Rick, and we'll go through everything Yankees and Jets and Giants. For now, enjoy the weekend and enjoy Anita Marks next right here on 98.7 ESPN.